Like you shouldn't say I love you or give gifts or give compliments or anything like that because you're expecting something in return. You should just give all of those things because you want to like give those things to that other person. And like, because that's important to you. Well, speaking of gifts, I got a little something for you right now. (laughs) Hold on. Uh. Up in my pants, up in my ass, up in my body, body. I want to go, get out of here, straight to the potty, potty. I got the runs. I got the runs right now. Wow, wow. Is this really a gift? This is the part I gotta say what I've been eating, eating. All that I know is that my ass is excreting, excreting. I got the runs. I got the runs right now. Wow, wow. Cause I really feel like... I will be crapping here all night If I cannot get to a restroom I gotta pee and boo Food baby Take me to the toilet I ate some fish, didn't boil it When I got takeout Gotta poo and pee Food, baby, take me to the toilet. I ate some fish, didn't boil it. When I got takeout, got a poo and pee, got a poo and pee. That's all I got. Lovely. <laughs> Let's start the episode. Click. <laughs> You bought me like two years ago Well, I just remember that it's sitting in the closet So I called you up just to tell you I've been meaning to listen to that I've been meaning to listen to that Why don't you come over and talk about it? Hey everybody, welcome to I've Been Meaning To Listen To That, the podcast where we go through albums we've been mean to listen to and use it as a conduit to learn about each other and our guests. And welcome to the month of April, which is Carly Rae April, baby! Yeah. Yeah, you're very enthused. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, this is a month-long dive into Carly Rae Jepsen, one of my personal favorite artists in the world, um, as of late, at least. And, uh, yeah, we're here to talk about Emotion, the record. That's very good. So let's uh, just get in. Let's just get straight into it. Let's just, like, dive in. Um, come on, let's go. I'm diving in. I'm going deep. Head over <laughs> That's head a throwback. <laughs> <laughs> For all the church kids out there. Yep. Um, 
So Carly Rae Jepsen, what are your thoughts on Carly Rae Jepsen? I like Carly Rae Jepsen. I um, hadn't really heard much from her um, for like a while there. And then uh, like a couple months ago, I decided to go ahead and listen to um, the dedicated album uh, mm. because like editing the um, like dirty computer episode like reminded me of the uh, like you chose uh, like everything he needs um, as your pick for that. And I really like that song. And so like that kind of got me into that album a little bit more and like I really enjoyed it. And uh, so like that's kind of the exposure that I had like prior to like diving into this record, like was that and then obviously like Call Me Maybe. I don't really know anybody who hasn't heard that song. Um, and mm -hmm. so like I honestly wasn't sure, like really sure what to expect from this album because like Dedicated and Call Me Maybe are like so vastly different because there's like seven years in between that. And yeah, so yeah, like I knew that you really liked her. And so um, I really, I, really, 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 really liked her. Yes. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and so like I was excited to uh, get into it, but um, wasn't 100 percent sure, like whether to expect more of the pop elements or like the um, kind of uh, like electro pop, whatever that she's like doing now mm -hmm. and so um it was uh really like kind of one of those situations where it's like more of a blank slate for me like weirdly because of the fact that like i do have some sort of like preconceived idea of what she does yeah I, like that's like a um that's like a common criticism of Carly Rae Jepsen is that she is quote unquote boring and like she doesn't like have like a you know with like where like Carly is a little bit more of a blank slate is she is a little more of like a it's it's almost like I kind of view her as like this vessel for this 80s pop queen diva like character in like the in like the body of a tiny tiny small bean of a person <laughs> part of me thinks that's a little valid but it's also like to me i don't think you need to share everything about yourself and share all your personal details and like have an active persona in a sense to be interesting i think but also like that's one of the strengths of her music is that you could insert yourself in these lyrics um you can kind of put yourself in the story and like I think like with Carly, um, it can be I think her writing can be construed as vapid, as shallow as like, you know, lowest common denominator. But I feel like you do have to have a strong command of, you know, a strong command of the English language, a strong command of writing, of songwriting, of song craft to cut to the chase in terms like cut to the feeling in a sense one of her songs carly ray jepson she wrote a song ah reference <laughs> I, under <laughs> I understood that reference that was a reference to 
Avengers. I don't know. I'm sorry. I want to die. <laughs> so, like, you should be. Uh, you should be sorry, not you should want to die. Um, <laughs> don't die. Okay. Um, what do you What do you think of like Call Me Maybe when that kind of first came out? Like, what are your What were your thoughts of it back then? I was not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> That's I fair. Uh, like. I didn't really, like, engage in a lot of, like, the making fun of it that, like, a lot of people did and stuff, but, like, I kind of got why people made fun of it, because, like, it, uh, like, did seem just, like, really shallow and silly, but, like, I think that, like, again, like, something that I've said before on this podcast and something that I will say again is that people don't give that same type of criticism towards uh songs by male artists ever like even if it's in the same genre or anything like they uh just don't um it's all like it's music that like young women like and like especially music that's performed by young women and um like rarely does a music like rarely does a music artist um that like is a young man like get that same kind of flack that she got like and it's the same thing with like uh another artist that comes to mind a lot um when i think of like call me maybe is rebecca black because uh like the year before that is when friday came out and like rebecca black uh is like 10 year 10 or 11 years younger than Carly Rae Jepsen but she was getting like death threats like despite being a literal teenager when she released her song yeah and uh like people just hate like like misogyny is so deeply ingrained in our culture that like people will little literally threaten a teenage girl um over just a facetious like happy-go-lucky song that she like wrote and performed i can't even fathom that reaction to that like yeah like (laughs) i have nothing to add other than that's awful (laughs) um but speaking of like young like carly was 20 that that's the other like kind of like negative perception of her like i didn't really necessarily share because i learned about her age much later but like she was 26 when she wrote Call Me Maybe. She's older than me. She was older than me when she wrote, like, when she, like, kind of that popped off in a sense. And, like, you know. Yeah. She was on Canadian Idol before that. And, like, she was kind of, like, you know, do, she was kind of songwriting for, like, 10 years. So, like, part of me, like, has, feels a weird kinship to her in terms of, like, oh, being a late bloomer, being someone who, you know, in like and like in this record especially, it, I feel like Carly is really has really come into her own as a as a woman first of all, but as a an artist and as a lover. Like that's that's kind of like I feel like that's like one of the one of the major themes of this record. Emotion is unmet desire and unrequited love, and that I feel like at first glance. When I first listened to this like a few years ago, I didn't resonate with it at all. I thought it was kind of more of this like I remember Sean Wilkinson, one of our prior guests, talking like posted a meme about like, you know, how Carly Rae Jepsen is like great or whatever. And 
I was like, oh, maybe I'll give this a chance. You know, maybe I'll give this a chance and see what this is about. And then just like I remember loving boy problems. But with the rest of it, I was like, oh, this is shallow. This is vapid. It's fun, but like not for me. But then like ye- like two years later, I just. I literally don't know what happened. Um, what? But like I I just like listened to this in my car and like it just a, a switch flipped and I really, really got it. Like every single lyric of this record, I was like. Oh, I get that. I oh, I've been there. I I know what that's like. And she, in her lyricism, that's like very you know. She doesn't again. She just cuts to the chase, and she just like gets to what the heart of that emotion is of being in love, the ups, the manic highs, and the 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 deep lonely lows. I feel like she. Yeah, like that's like um I just been like a super fan ever since and like I've been able to um like I've said before like insert myself in that and like in her lyrics in a sense and like feel like feel catharsis but also n- not but in a way that's not, I'm not like dwelling on the negativity of like this time necessarily. I just like, it, it allows me to access, you know, oh, this is what it's like to like feel like you're in love. This is what it's like to like feel like you're in love without the baggage of, oh, but everything fell apart. Everything's ruined. Not that everything is ruined, but like, without that baggage it's and it's like a really cathartic joyful thing and like i've listening to this record i've listened to this record for over like a year now like just a lot on repeat and like this and dedicated a lot on repeat and like i like you know i like sing the lyrics in my car like and i like i make the drives like i make the drives longer so i could like sing along and like have a good time and like kind of do do a little dance in my car it's like really a lot of fun nice <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i, I didn't really have much to say to that <laughs> oh that's cool like um i prefer i prefer it i'm kidding <laughs> uh. Uh. um no, like one thing that I will say is uh, something that I knew prior to listening to much of Carly Rae Jepsen is like a lot of gays love her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like uh, one meme that I shared with Andrew recently was like uh, like based on like uh, like kind of homophobic meme that was like gay people I respect and gay people I don't respect. And it was like um, basically like gay people people they respect are people who don't look gay and gay people they don't respect are people who like act gay and like whatever quote unquote made it make it their entire existence and stuff um and like it was like really shitty and so like uh this one had it flipped to where like gay people i respect was like um basically the reasons that they had for gay people I don't respect, like they like make it their entire existence and stuff like that. And then gay people I don't respect, they had like, um, 
a bunch of like very valid things like uh kind of like transphobes and like um like gay people who like like prey on like younger people um like racist gays uh, and then they had like uh that like they put pineapple on their pizza and then they had uh like are mean to carly ray jepson just like thrown in there <laughs> i thought that that was really cute <laughs> yeah like i'm like um yeah it's like um uh yeah so like i think that's i think that's enough of preconceived notions and stuff um i i'm really she's one of my favorite like lately she's been an artist I've been really playing a lot lately. Like I feel, um, we'll get into this record a little bit more, but like I've been here, I've been where she is. And like, she's in this, um, record, she's dealing with it in a more unhealthy way in a more kind of dangerous way. Do you feel like, do you feel like since you are dealing with it in a healthier way than that, that it's kind of like like listening to her deal with it in an unhealthy way, like that that's kind of an outlet for you? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I truly I truly believe so. And like um I think it does allow me to like kind of indulge in it indulge in like, you know, so I know I can't act on certain you, you know, it's like, you know, I can't always act on certain things, but like having this outlet. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's really insightful, actually, like um, having an outlet to. That. Um, <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, paging Dr. Freud much. <laughs> Freud um, was a hack. <laughs> Next thing you're going to tell me is like, I want to make sweet love to my mom. <laughs> uh, but do I don't. you though? No, no, no. <laughs> do you want to kill your dad too? No. Because like, I totally get it. Yeah. <laughs> the kill your dad part, not any of the other stuff. <laughs> A curse. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> Yeah, I think that's a very that's I think that's very um, insightful. I think that's like very true. Um, yeah, I feel like um, it is, I, and I think it is like a more healthy way to like. I didn't even realize I was doing that. I think that's like really, wow, <laughs> really <laughs> forced <laughs> breakthrough. Kind of, kind of. Hi, like, nice honestly, to meet you. I'm Ezra, your therapist. <laughs> but like, you know, like with, um, I've kind of like, um, when I, um, I don't want to get too much into it, but like when I thought uh, th- these songs do take a new meaning every time I like go through, you know, every time I like kind of go through like a, um, cause I was experiencing something different last year, like a year ago. I wasn't going through the same thing I'm currently going through and it still was meaningful and cathartic and a lot of fun to listen to. Um, but this year, I feel I'm like a lot of really different. good albums do that. Like they kind of yeah. grow with you and like they are still applicable, like even when you're 
kind of grow, going through something else. Yeah, I think I think so. Like, um, and uh, yeah, certain certain songs from Dedicated, I felt that way about too. Absolutely, um, but um, yeah, we're not here to talk about Dedicated. We're here to talk about emotion, and we should talk about emotion right after this break. Da 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 da. I just had to get all that like emotional breakthrough. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's okay. I I think I, that's great. This is good content. Okay, <laughs> and we're back here to talk about Carly Rae Jepsen's emotion. Emotion. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I, I guess like um, I let's talk a little bit about like general themes of this record a bit. I think that, uh, like, kind of emotion, old terminal, <laughs> terminal, <oil>. um, <laughs> and, uh, like, uh, kind of this, like, chaotic place that she's at, like, in terms of this relationship, and, uh, like, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know much of the backstory. Like I I feel like you do because of the way that you've talked about it. Um Okay, so I want to preface this by saying Max Landis is a piece of shit and a bad person and an emotional abuser and a really awful dude. Um Yeah, fuck <laughs> that guy. He sucks. He sucks. He's awful. Um but he wrote this really insightful piece about uh, this record and her discography um, about how this entire record is about one person. It seems to be it's about one person and the turmoil that comes from that. And like it's so like the story, it seems to be it seems to be about a platonic male friend who she had like it's like a doomed relationship with a platonic male friend who she felt very close to and she feels like there may, may have been like potential romantic sexual interest at one point but ultimately he was he's uninterested and um this is like the manic highs and lows of that the record is like kind of there are a lot of like you know you know themes of like unmet desire like she is propositioning this guy to be her lover, be her friend. She's she's presenting herself as this complete package of like, I am a sexy, vivacious young woman who will take care of you and save you and like take you. Let's escape together into bliss let's escape together into a fantasy and uh, all you have to do is say yes and he's not saying yes and it's like really the, the the whole thing from beginning to end from the first instance of limerence of falling in love of like being very manic this these manic highs to um trying her trying to her like begging and propositioning him over and over again to her just like quietly fantasizing about this guy about to her going feeling this deep sense of inadequacy uh in your type i think 
again, it perfectly encapsulates what that's like. I feel like no other record does it better, in my opinion. Um, but I don't know. I think I'm wrong. I don't think any of that was right. I'm sorry. I should quit the podcast. <laughs> I, I really do. I, I really do relate to a lot of this. Like, I think it's and like another kind of like theme I've noticed, like I've like noticed is like, you know, the uh, the notion of like romance and like sex and all those things being like the shameful. Like, I think she's kind of like combating it a little bit but like you know the notion of like this relationship being you know a secret or like you know sinful or like you know kind of like this whole you know thing we shouldn't do but it just feels so right that we're gonna do it anyways um you know as someone who's like very much raised in like purity culture and like um you know for better or for worse truly um but like it's very that that to me is like very relatable of like just like she she identifies herself as the hero, but also as like the sinner of like. And in the set, not just of like, you know, her views of like romance and sex and all those things, but also like, the you know, feeling this way for this person, she feels. She feels like I think there is some shame in that. <laughs> I'm talking so much. Um, That's okay. Yeah. Um, I think this record's great. So uh, let's just dive in. Let's get into um, Run Away With Me. Run Away With Run Away With You? Run Away With Me. Run Away With Me. <laughs> what, are, what are your thoughts on this song? Uh, it strikes me as, um, first of all, very gay. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I uh, honestly didn't like it very much at first. It <gasps> was like it felt a little like grating and repetitive, but um, I like it a little more with every listen. And uh, like to the point where I was kind of like bopping my head along with it, <laughs> like the last time that I listened to this, like uh, kind of like just giving it one more like once over before uh like recording this and stuff so um yeah i think that all in all like it's it's a good song i think the this is a near perfect pop song i think first of all the sax solo the yeah that's good <laughs> um it's great um it's kind of like it's kind of like buckle in fellas where where you're going for a ride um yeah, this is this is kind of like the manic highs of like first falling in love with someone or like first feeling away towards someone. And um, yeah, like she she wants to be alone with this guy. She wants to make magic with this guy and like whatever, whatever way is possible. Well, well, well. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, the production, uh, her beat selections are perfect in my opinion i think the production is immaculate i love the build of this song like stuck in my head, stuck in my oh baby there's just like this explosive like the build of these songs and then kind of like retreating it it does feel like 
the the the, the structure of the song feels very much like you know having feelings having feelings and they build and grow and grow and then you admit them and then you kind of pull back and like but then but then you're still holding it and then it comes out again and like that's how this these songs are structured and i feel like carly has like such a you has such a grasp on what that feels like already that the songs just natural the song structure just naturally uh, exudes that in a sense. I mean, I didn't really have much else to say on this one than I did already. Like, it's uh, like um, I know that uh, like I feel like in general you're going to have a lot more to say on these songs than I will, just because like uh, I like they didn't seem to have as much depth to me. Like I enjoyed the album, but like the songs didn't really like uh like they were a little like vague and stuff and like didn't really have as much to them to me like um think that like the idea of like running away with someone and stuff like i mean anyone can run away with someone but like it feels like a very gay thing so <laughs> I claim it. It's fine. <laughs> I, I think it's like, I think part of like, truthfully, um, part of why this, I, I can imagine why some of this, these things are like, these songs are resonant to queer people is because of, I think, especially this record a little more is, and like, is what I was talking about a little bit about like how there is like this like level of like, repression in there a little like that like she's finally like letting out in a sense and yeah like, i could definitely see that so let's get into emotion um there's like something um that i don't care for as much like the little um thing like the little musical thing uh after the chorus or during the chorus or whatever like you know what i'm talking about we turn the lights right down um that like that one. I think it like transition. Well, it's not. She's not singing with it. It's like instrumental. Ah! It like transitions from the chorus to like the next verse. Um, it reminds me of like church music that's trying to be cool for some oh, reason. I see. <laughs> and oh, I know uh, what you're about. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't really care for that as much. But until it gets to that, I really like it. <laughs> what do you think of it? Oh, finally, I get to talk. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, well, first of all, Carly's confidence is mwah, it's, it's very, very makes me very happy of like. Yes. But I, so like she like. Again, she is like this is like she is like very much like a. Um, uh it's a very understated sexiness in the <laughs> I'm, I'm horny. Okay. I'm um, <laughs> it, it's like it, the line I, that really resonated with me is like in your fantasies, dream about me and all that we could do with this emotion. Like, again, it's like, not that like when you l read it just straight, it's not that like deep or what, not that like, you know, a little vague or whatever. But I feel when I think of like, you know, a, a potential partner, I think of like, how, like 
how to channel like the the appeal of it is like channeling my strong emotions into you know into like unfiltered unfettered affection for this person whether it be through you know romance or like sex or anything like that like just like channeling that into like and having that avenue to channel those things and like i know like um it's like uh i think the darker element of this song is like this isn't actually what's actually happening though like this person is not actually fantasizing about her in this way um he is she's doing this with this guy but this guy is not doing this to her and like that's the inherent tragedy of the song a little bit is it's unrequired it's like she desperately hopes he feels this way um but he doesn't so i don't know i don't really have anything else to say about this i think it's good i think it's really good Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sorry. Moving on sorry, sorry. to, <laughs> I really, 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 really like you. Okay. Like, so I imagine like with people like, this is like the first single of the record, and uh, people when people heard it, uh, people liked it, but like I think people like kind of viewed it more as like, oh, a retread of Call Me Maybe. It's kind of like the same. You know, but take it take take it out of that context. I think it's great. I think it's really good. Um, I think it's just like again, just like the I really like you has like this the structure of that push and pull of like I really want to stop, but I just you, you just keep getting deeper and deeper, and like you don't care about the consequences. And then when you finally admit these feelings, you're like, you, the anxiety comes along, comes out too of like, oh no, did I say too much? I'm so in my head. Like, so that tur that she's being jerked around by these emotions. And like, she, it's just like a pure concentrated distillation of infatuation. And um, I love the way the, chorus tumbles out even though it is could be seen as vapid i really 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 like you it's i think it's like really 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 good (laughs) yeah i i don't really have much to say about this one um i feel like that's a trend and i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) no it's okay uh but like I I didn't really read as much into this album as you did, I feel like. Um, I, I think that this song is okay. It's very energetic. And I uh, wrote down that I, on every listen, I feel like I haven't had enough coffee for this song, even though I don't drink coffee. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I definitely get the um, like uh, kind of insecurity that's uh, bred into the song as well as the like uh, infatuation. But uh, 
yeah, for me, it's just because of the sound, it's very difficult to get past that um, because it's like it's got so much going on and like so much energy to it. One more thing about this um, is like, uh, you know, late night watching television, how we get in this position of like, first of all, like the that's a fun rhyme, like. Late night watching television, how we get in this position. It's a fun rhyme. Like, that's not quite a rhyme, but it really works. Um, but, like, I think the Carly's kind of, like, innocent, like, how this happened? We're Netflix and chilling. how this happened? Like, just, like, kind of her, like... But I think, like, at the same time, she's being very intentional of, like... Not, like, tricking this guy in any way, but, like, kind of just, like steering the friendship in a direction um which is like very resonant to me in a sense because like i i i have a hard time being very upfront with that type of stuff or just like saying hey i am interested in you i it, it, it what usually happens with me is like i usually just like i develop a friendship over the years and then all of a sudden I realize, oh, God, I'm in love with this person. And then I have to admit it to them. Like, instead of like, that's that, that's why um, online dating is so strange to me. It's just like it's the inverse of that, of like you just like meet a person and be like, oh, OK. Like and then like you maybe fall in love later. But like it's another breakthrough. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> This is a very therapeutic episode for you. <laughs> uh, so give me love. So this was the first song that like I really got into, like first listening to this album. Like I just. I think that it's generally just like really good. And uh, I uh, like it's. um really catchy it's got like a little bit more going on to it than like some of the previous ones um it uh like kind of reflects a lot of like what she's talking about on this album in general um like yeah i think it's the good song she's obsessed and filled with regret it's like that's the that's the gr i think the genius thing about this record is it tricks you into thinking these are love songs or thinking these are like happy songs, but these songs are deeply broken. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but like maybe I'm reading too much into it. But like, I feel like these songs are very broken and like she's like bit like she's like, you know. Well, yeah, I think that the I think the chorus of the song in and of itself, like is like the repetition of it, like. Like, it's catchy, but it is, like, begging a little. And it is, like, deeply regretful and, uh, like, um, longing for something that she doesn't have. And, uh, yeah, this album, this album does feel really regretful and lonely. And I, I do get that. And, like, it's songs like these that kind of, like, make me get that a little bit more. Okay, let's get through all. Let's get to all that. Uh, um, so this is this is baby making music. Like this is <laughs> it is. 
I mean, I'm not gonna fight you on that. Like, yeah. Why? Why? Why would you fight me on that? Of all things. <laughs> I said I'm not going to fight you on that, Andrew. I know, mean, but like, why would you even bring up the fact that you wouldn't fight me on that? Just don't fight me on that. Okay. Well, I'm not fighting you on that. <laughs> okay. Well, excuse. <laughs> uh, the use of friend is very interesting in the song. Like she calls, you know. I think there might be. I think with this song too is like it's like she's trying to like adjust her expectations a little bit of like downgrading from lovers to friends in a sense or like that re or like kind of so like she's like that's like something i felt with a previous like um obsession like limerence thing i had like many years ago of like well okay if i can't be this person's you know boyfriend then at least we'll be very close at least we'll be like you know we went through this like very tough thing together we got through it so like we'll be like very close friends and then that didn't happen and then i was like well at least we'll be this and then that didn't happen and then like at least we'll be this and like just like really me grasping at straws and like it's like it's real it's like it's my friend um when I told her about this, she said, oh, you've gone, you're going through compounded grief. It's grief stacked on top of each other. Like you're losing this, losing a lover, losing a best friend. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, like you're losing the, you're losing like a lot. And like, she's like really grasping, trying to grasp at something in a sense, but also like still feels very strongly romantically and sexually for this person. Yeah, this is another one that kind of like grew on me, like um, kind of for the reasons that you said, like the like compounded grief and like uh, I thought that it was a little weird at first um like because of the subject matter of the record like her using friend was like a little off-putting to me but like i do get it and like i uh completely like understand where she's coming from that, like on that and like i think that you hit the nail right on the head with like kind of grasping at straws just like uh like wanting this person in any capacity that she can have them and like that's a really tough place to be in yeah poor carly oh she's okay <laughs> um poor small bean <laughs> poor small bean um <laughs> i feel i feel bad always calling her that but like because she is a small bean it's like, okay i called you both small beans the other day so like <laughs> she's 10 years older than me by the way so, <laughs> you're both older than um, me and i called you both small beans so it's okay <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so boy problems. It's a bop. It is a bop. I literally wrote down it's a fucking bop. <laughs> um I wrote I T S A B O P in all caps. 
Uh, I really like this one, though. Like, I think that, like, she has a few songs on this album where the music, like, overpowers her vocals a little bit. And I think that, like, this is one where the music is, like, it stays really interesting without really um, doing that. Like, her vocals still shine through and... Like, I think that that's cool. And, like, the subject matter is obviously re- relatable because, like, men suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the very Cindy Lauper-esque, like, very, probably definitely very inspired by that. Like, boys just want, girls just want to have fun. Um, g- groovy, crunchy bass. Um, just, like, so fun. Like, um, the, the girl in the intro the the voice in the intro is sia which is a little fun thing um yeah <laughs> yeah she also like co-wrote I, well, a hook i think that that that's something that like made me look forward to this album a lot was like learning that she works with sia she works with rostam she works with uh, tegan and sarah yeah, yeah. and yeah like she there are just like so many wonderful artists that she collaborates with to make this album and like i think that that's so cool like and like how how she was able to like have her own voice like have control of this narrative in a sense and like it's not just like oh here's the rostam song like it feels like very much of the same piece which is impressive, too. Well, yeah, absolutely. Like, they just kind of, like, come in and, like, help her produce certain parts and, like, maybe kind of, uh, like, step into, like, 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 Sia does the voice on that part and stuff. But, like, that's still something that, like, uh, Carly wrote. And that's still, like, that still goes with, like, her story and her narrative. So, like, her friend in this scenario is, like, kind of trying to give her tough love of like, you know, this relationship's making you, this friendship, this relationship's making you deeply unhappy. This is like bad for you. You're not, he's not giving you what you need. And then, but she's like, she's kind of aware of like how it looks, but she's still kind of like going for it in a sense. And like, she's, she's not heeding these warnings necessarily completely. And like, you know, she's breaking out with like, you know, she's I think she's trying to date other people. And like she's she's like very dismissive of that. Like, ah, let's throw that guy in the trash. Um, like she's trying to like. But yeah, like she like. um I think she does want to get over it necessarily, but it's also like. Um, well, it's really difficult when you're in something that's like that toxic to be able to like break free of that. It's like it kind of pulls you back in. And it's like even when it is deeply toxic, it's like easy to write off as like, oh, well, like everybody has boy problems. Like when it's like, no, this is something that's like that it goes further than that. It's something that's like a huge problem. And like this isn't really something that's necessarily like. Uh, that can be repaired this is something that like you need to like leave and like move on from but like she's not really at that point where she's ready to do that yet yeah all right um wait how many songs are like let's do uh let's take a little break this episode of the podcast is sponsored by diagnosis an award-winning short film by friend of the podcast tanner richard Kraft. It's about a mother who learns how to evolve as a parent in the face of her son's autism diagnosis. In less than a month of the public release, 
it has been very well received, with many saying it taps into the very real feelings of frustration or fear they feel adjusting to this diagnosis, either as a parent or an autistic person. I think this is a really wonderful film. I've seen it myself. It has like little touches of Link later in it. And he has a lot of promise as a filmmaker and I cannot wait to see what he does next. You can check Diagnosis out on Tanner Richard Craft's YouTube channel or check it out in the link in the description. Now back to the show, baby. Bye. Hope the rest of the episode's good. Let's talk about making the most of the nights. Um... So I, I don't know why, but this song, like, uh, I really like it, but it gives me, um, Brendan Yuri vibes a little bit. And like, I, it kind of made me think like a duet, like either a duet would be like between them would be really cool or like him covering the song would be really cool. <laughs> I don't know which one I want more, but like either one I'm here for. She like, she does have high, high hopes for the living. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, this is like her at maybe her most unhinged in a sense of like she wants to hijack this guy, whether he likes it or not. Like and she's running these metaphorical red lights and like, I'll drop everything if you need me. Like she, she's like, this guy seems like very like it's implied that like he's an artist type and like he's very tortured and like, you know, <laughs> he's very tortured and sad. And like she loves his like dark mind, his mind fortress. Um, but like um, she wants to like cheer him up and like make him feel better. And like sometimes you do need a friend to like hijack you, quote unquote, in a way and like kind of take over a little bit. But like I like how um like intense this song is, but like I mean you're right that like uh in the actual content of it, like that's not necessarily like a good sign. Like that is that's kind of is red flag ish, but like in the um like I do really like the sound of it and I like um like, I think that uh, the second half of this album in general, like, is a lot stronger than the first half. And like, I think that it kind of like uh, starts to pick up like and take like a little bit of a different turn here. Yeah. Um. So let's get into your type. Um. This one, uh, I... Uh, like felt nothing <laughs> um oh all like i didn't write down much for this song either Great. <laughs> i just wrote i like the sound a lot but the subject matter is exhausting <laughs> exhaust what do you mean by exhausting well uh just like the um i don't know it's kind of like uh pick me and stuff like um very like uh, like, I guess she's not necessarily like putting down this like other girl no, necessarily, yes. but like she is she's like, it's kind of like, oh, well, like, I, I bet she's so perfect and I bet you really like her. But like, I know that like, like it is like really like melodramatic as well. And like, it's 
frustrating and like I it's a song that like I kind of can't believe came out in 2015 because like it uh like songs where it's like oh well like I bet she's so great but like I know that you're never going to like me and like you're never going to think of me as more than just a friend and stuff like that seems like something that would have came out around the time of like misery business and stuff like I think like so with um that uh, the may the potentially the one problematic thing I've noticed from Carly is she unironically uses friend zone like uh does it suck being in the friend zone like she said that at a concert Oof. once um not the concert I want to but like but like I think first of all it's a little more harmless because she is a girl or a woman or whatever and like um there there's a little less you know. There's the, the dynamics difference, you know, it, it, it uh, it's a little more complicated. And but like also, you know, unrequited love, I feel like that is like that is very painful. And like it it's very painful as like, um again, feeling something, feeling shame over something you once felt great pride and strength over is devastating and frustrating. You know, and like I kind of wish there was a way to like talk about it without like, you know, sounding like a gross insult, you know? Yeah. Well, I do think that that's really difficult, like because when you have like any sort of platform, like when you put out like music, when you have something that's going out there into the world, like in the public eye, like you have some sort of responsibility to like not say like kind of um like gross things and uh to like uh treat that with respect and everything but like i do get that like that uh is difficult because like sometimes you just want to write like everything that you're feeling and like it's like the things that she wrote in that song like are perfectly valid feelings it's just like it does kind of come across as if she is like uh like a, a certain type of person that like i don't think that she necessarily is yeah. well i love this this is one of my favorite songs on the record um i think i think it's less about I think there is an element of what you're talking about in terms of like, you know, I bet she acts so perfectly. She probably eat up every word you said, she says. And if you ever think of me, I bet I'm just a flicker in your head. I, I just I memorized this, by the way, um, of like it's I don't think it, I don't think it's completely, you know, her going like she's not that great. You know, she does. I think she there is an element, too, of like. Oh, like she is perfect for him. And like she is. And like, yeah, like to think to be forgotten, to be in being forgotten, being an afterdot is very scary and very painful. Like, especially if you if you're like the she is so not over this. She is so not okay with how this shook out um she you know 
I want you to miss me like when I'm not around you. And like, and like, she's like, um, all she wants is for him to feel the same way about her, the same way she wants reciprocated love. And like, she's not getting it. And like, it's like very, very sad. And like, it, it does really, it really like makes me want to give Carly like a big hug and like to an, ex and, and an extension myself, a hug when I, you know, when I look at like previous versions of myself or like when I'm, or when I'm going through something like that, it's like, it makes me like to, how I think, wild would that be if a future version of yourself just appeared and gave you I'd a probably hug? Shoot, I'd probably shoot him. Like with the gun. <laughs> 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 ah, my looper. <laughs> Just well, like. I guess it'd be nice knowing like how long you have left to live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how much life you have. <laughs> like, just better yeah. make the most of it. I love her vocals in this. It's like very. She apparently like vaped for weeks to get her voice this raw and sultry. But it's like. The, when the chorus hits, like when she's like, I'm not the type of girl for you. I'm not going to pretend I'm the type of girl you call more than a friend. Like she is like at this point, like being the ghost of like an 80s pop diva, like possesses her in a sense of like, just like that chorus sounds nothing like the girly. Tee hee hee, I really like you type of person in like some of the previous songs. This is like the. This is like someone who's like haunted and like deeply unhappy and like it's like very. Yeah, yeah I, I feel like, you know, this album deserves a lot more credit than it's given. So, like what well, certain people give it. That's <laughs> right. Uh, let's talk about Let's Shut Get Lost. <laughs> <laughs> let's, it's, uh, let's I've been let's... meaning to listen to that. Not I've been listening to that for years. <laughs> and here's my very advanced opinion. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> let's talk. So let's get lost. Um, Wish you'd get lost. Whoa. <laughs> um, it's like, again, it's like. More of like kind of like her escaping into this fantasy of like they're probably just driving around in a car like going to like the store going to, to like the supermarket or something like that just like hanging out and then she's just sitting in the car just like hoping that maybe he like first of all just enjoying this time with this person but then also like fantasizing about like what if he like pulls over and like you know just like um does does a thing with my with my um body <laughs> you know like <laughs> i like that she doesn't say it that way though <laughs> um yeah but she's like really crushing on her friend and like fantasizing about like i don't know how linear this story is necessarily um but it it feels there feels to there seems to be a very strong through line with this record of like this leads into this this leads into that that's leads into, like I really really relate to Carly in terms of like how she escapes into this fantasy world to like cope and to like um, having this very vivid 
fantasy life and this vivid imagination. Um, I really relate to that yes. personally. Um, and I relate to like the idea of like having to, by any means necessary, like dissociating from like a really bad situation, like or, or like a situation that's less than ideal, in a sense. But like the thing that's hard, and the thing that's hard too is like when you're fantasizing about someone. The I think the reason why I do it, some like the when I like fantasize about like someone I can't have or whatever, it's the thing that's like you know, the justification with for that will be like, oh, this is the closest I'll feel have to feeling that in a sense. Um, but then when you think about it, it's really messed up. It's really messed up. And it's setting yourself up for failure of like, you're fantasizing, you're being, you're escaping to a situation that will never happen. And, is not tenable and is ultimately going to lead you to like feeling very unhappy. Yeah. The sax solo is good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really, I really dig this song. I, um, love like kind of the, like I call it, like I called it a waterfall thing in my notes, but like, I really can't think of a better term for it. Like the way that she like, um, like, the thing that she does with her voice, like, at the beginning of it, like, the, um, like, I was never one to put my trust in some, like, that, like, how her voice, like, just kind of, like, gradually drops, like, I really love that <laughs> and think that it's a great way to, like, uh, like, bring your attention in at the beginning of the song and, like, um, it's just, it's beautiful and, Yeah. And I think, like, I uh, <laughs> I don't think that I have anything more insightful to say about the song than you did, though. Um, oh. <laughs> whenever, like, like, it's happened a couple times where I've listened to the song and then at the end, it's like tricked me um because of like that little like saxophone thing and i've like looked around like my surroundings to be like where's that music coming from um because like i don't realize that it's coming from here because i'm like dense or something like oh, i don't know that's not true <laughs> um okay let's get into la hallucinations um i feel like la hallucinations and Warm Blood are the weaker songs on the record to me personally. Disagree. Um, so let's talk about LA Hallucinations. Um, it's like the only like really addition to the story, the arc of the, you know, album here is like, you know, she's trying to like, she feels very lost in this LA. You know, this, this, many pop stars have like this type of song. I don't know. But like, this is like, just like, she's hoping that like, you know, she misses this guy and hope like wishes that he would save her in a sense of like, just like this emptiness she feels. Um, I like, I like how all the elements in the chorus come together at the end. Like Buzzfeed buzzes, teams, he crows. What can I say? Take me into your arms again. Yeah, just like all those I, things. I like, like it when songs do that. Combining together and like, 
Yeah, it seems like she's deeply depressed in this song and like just really wanting to uh, dissociate more than anything. And I feel that <laughs> like the uh, like in the bridge, like um, like where she originally does the like BuzzFeed buzzers and TMZ crows thing, like uh, when she's like, uh, like, if I just lie here, will you let me go and stuff like uh, that's a sad life and I do not envy that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but, uh, for a small beat. Yeah. <laughs> I like more than anything, this song, I like really like the sound of it. Like, I do agree with you. She's not really saying anything new necessarily, but, um, it's like, uh interesting sonically and like uh i like kind of like the intro of it a lot and yeah okay Warm blood. this one and making the most of the night are probably my favorite on the album like my favorites on the album like i just really love how this one is produced um like it's like the um awesome yeah. yeah i love rostam so much um <laughs> i love like the atmosphere that's like created in the song um like i can hear the rostam influence in it too um and like i don't know like i feel like it goes with la hallucinations a lot because like that one is like this deep like uh depression and like dissociation and this one like feels like kind of this intoxication a little bit um and like it like it doesn't seem like she's in a good state like when she's writing this and it, oh no yeah and she's not like um like thinking clearly and stuff and she is like just uh kind of uh trying to like uh like trying to get through this and trying to figure out like what makes her like feel good more than anything. Like she's not trying to figure out what's the best for her. She's trying to like, she's seeking that like comfort and like that, um, like the good, like warm, fuzzy feelings and everything. Like it, like really just describing it as like the, um, like feeling like intoxication is like the best way that I can describe it. Yeah. I, hey, you you said some deep stuff. Yeah, <laughs> when I needed you. Um, I think that the song like wraps up the album well. Um, I yeah. think that the order of this album is a little hazy at times. Like, I don't know if this one hundred percent makes sense. Like coming after Wormblood, like, but I think that it does make sense to be the, at the end of the album. So I don't know. I would reorder some things in the middle probably. <laughs> um, but like. Uh, when I first listened to this album, like because on Spotify, they don't uh, like uh, specifically mention that, like, it's the deluxe version that they have on there. So I didn't um, I didn't realize uh, that, like, th that it ends here and everything. And this makes a lot more sense as an ending than like uh, favorite color like they favorite had on there. Yeah. So. Good songs, but like, yeah, I, this is a great ending. Yeah, like it kind of ties it up in a nice little bow. I think this song, the verses especially. First, like the, the she did an episode of Song Exploder with um, the podcast 
about this song in particular, about how the original demo version of the song was sad. Once upon a time, like, what if we could go back, back to, back to, like, so, like, she's regretful of, um, she wants to, she wishes she could turn back time to a time where before she admitted that she felt this way about this person, before all these complicated things, before she just, before all of it, she wants to go back. And, like, so that's what the first verse is about. And then the second verse is about how he finally kisses her, but then it's revealed on the forehead. He kisses her on the forehead. And, like, the, 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 she, like, so, and that's kind of like, kind of like was like the last nail in the coffin in a sense of like, I felt it like a goodbye. I'm not myself. She's, she's broken by this. She is like, <laughs> she's broken. It's so sad. Like, like I'm, and like, that's how you feel when you're like, you know, like you're not yourself. I, that's how I feel sometimes as of late and in the past of like, man, I'm not this person that, you know, can love and can um, do, believes in himself as much as I used to. Like, but then like, but I, I will say the chorus is though, like I disagree with Max Landis saying like, this is like all sad because the fact that she even says, like she's even saying these, the lines in the chorus show that she is trying to move past it show that yeah. she's trying to yeah get through growth it. And like she is yeah it is growth <laughs> yeah I, I, like it's like um well yeah it's like hard to like i don't know anyways uh i'm not myself so <laughs> uh let's get into our final ratings of this record uh Ezra, let's go to you first. Yeah, so um, I uh, I did enjoy this album a lot. I um, like I think that it's funny to say like that it wasn't what I expected because again I wasn't one hundred percent sure what to expect from it. But uh, like it um, it was kind of like different from what I expected. Like I think that it was hyped up a lot from uh just like you talking about it and um so <laughs> i think that like i was uh like not gonna lie just a little bit disappointed um from it like i don't think that it was um bad or anything like i did enjoy it and it, like it was like a fun listen and everything but like i didn't really get as much out of it as you did i feel um and yeah, and so I uh like I I do think that like it grew on me over time though. And I think that uh it is like one of those albums that's like rare for me that's uh that I enjoyed more like listening to it through like a speaker and stuff and like in the car um rather than like listening to it uh through my headphones. Yeah, and uh yeah, I um I really liked it. Um so I think I'm going to go ahead and rate this uh, 8 out of 10 release. Wow. That's fun. Um 
Uh, I think this is a pretty close to perfect pop record. It is, and it, again, it encapsulates the highs, the lows, the in-betweens of a doomed platonic romance, a doomed platonic, platonic friendship that, like, Carly wanted to be a romance, but it wasn't that. And, like, it captures truly, like, unrequired love, the manic highs of infatuation, um, and whatever emotion she tries to convey through her, you know, whatever emotion she tr attempts to convey in her songs, I feel she nails pretty much on the head. Um, it's like it packs so much emotional heft and depth in very simple lyrics and very simple and I think that's like a real power and gift that she has. And I really, I love this record. It makes me very happy. It makes me sing along and dance along and, um, you know, heal in a lot of ways. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to give this 10 small cinnamon beans out of 10. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, we did it. Yay. Um, <laughs> finally. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> we've been here so long. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into our, um, I've been meaning to listen to that. And I did. Playlist. Playlist. Uh, okay, so, uh, hmm, would you like to go first this week? Uh, sure. Um, so I chose a song like, um, like I said, I, uh, because of like my preconceived notions, like, um, of Carly Rae Jepsen, like, uh, largely being centered around Call Me Maybe, um, like that kind of like reminded me of like Rebecca Black because like they were both like very similarly like dunked on a lot and like it was really shitty and uh so i decided to choose um like like because rebecca black's still making music like in so it's this, good yeah the year of 2019 um she like is very prolific on youtube and she's like still putting stuff out into the world and yeah some of it is pretty good and so i decided to choose uh sweetheart by rebecca black Ooh, click so uh, this is her most recent um, like single and uh, like it really like I think that it indicates like a lot of the um, growth that she's shown over the years because um, like again she she was 15 when she like put out the song that like most of the world when you're knows 15, her for you put a hit song about Fridays. God. And uh, she, um, like, she's still, like, so young and, like, still, like, honing her craft a lot. And, like, I think that, like, now she's, like, uh, really kind of, like, putting out some good stuff. Like, I think for, like, the past two years, like, she's had some, um, like, pretty good stuff that she's been putting out there. And, uh, like, this song, um, 
it like it reflects a lot of that. It it's got like bad bitch energy. <laughs> um, mm. It's uh, pretty good. Like I mean, on the fucking like album, like the cover of it, she's like licking a knife. So like I mean, that tells you. Oh like enough i think so yeah wow okay so um i'm gonna pick i'm gonna do like two picks this week um the first one is um self-control by frank ocean click poolside combo about your summer last night oh about your summer last night give you no play could i make it shy last night could I make it shine on the last night? Could we make it in? Do we have time? It's a song. It's it's a beautiful song about unrequired love, and like the the instrumentals are beautiful. Like the the string section, the contributions from like Young Lean. And it's just like deeply, again that yearning, that unmet desire, that settling for less. That's very resonant. And my second pick is. Your Type by Carly Rae Jepsen. Click. I used to be in love with you. You used to be the first thing on my mind. I know I'm just a friend to you. So, once again, what I just wanted to do a one-two punch of unrequited love songs, um, which has been like, um, you know, part of me is like thought of like, unrequired love and like I've said that I've, I think I wrote about this before but like unrequired love you know putting myself out there and not getting what I completely wanted or not getting what I you know thought was possible or thought was there completely you know part of me like there's a part of me that will think of that as like oh you know I guess it's not for me I guess that's not something that I can have for myself, but I think, I think in another way to look at it is like my capacity to love other people has grown because of these things. My capacity to love my friends, love my, and like love a potential partner has grown and has blossomed and like this, like the fact that like my life is segmented in this way is kind of a way, it, it's because I have so much love. I have so much, my capacity to love is so immense that it flows out in this way. And I really think, I really think it's, um, in the cards hopefully soon but like you know if it doesn't happen right away that's okay too um and like it's a really yeah i, I think in the meantime my capacity to love other people can encapsulate myself can encapsulate people who i don't necessarily always show love to actively and uh yeah i don't know that's my that's that's really all I have to say about these songs. Um, so, you know, if you you're if, if you're out there feeling lonely, um, you you're gonna be our. I think. Eh, I don't know. Maybe 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 life sucks. So. 
<laughs> okay, um, so let's close this episode with a closing sentiment from Ezra. Oh, shit. Yeah, I forgot that I have to do it this time. <laughs> Three, two, one. We stand, we stand a, small a small cinnamon, cinnamon bean. bean. <laughs> that was our show, everybody. Have a good day. Click. Click. Ah, the same time. Nope. <laughs> I said it first. <laughs>